0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day, I'm Monty Larrick, and I'm joined by Nita Bedell with Illinois Church Action on Alcohol and Addiction Problems. One addiction that you folks tackle is gambling addiction but Illinois lawmakers want to bring more gambling to the land of Lincoln. Obviously, you think that's a bad idea.
0: It is, and the, the gaming board is saying that they're going to have the applications ready for sports gambling at, at the end of December. So that's a real concern because uh, this will be on people's phones. They will be able to gamble 24 hours a day any place in the state. So that's a real concern, especially for young men and, uh, and teenagers.
1: So they have that uh, ready to roll out in December how soon folks be able to bet on their phones on baseball games and football games
0: etc Well, it's just up to the gaming board, because they already passed the the legislation. So it's when the gaming board has the rules ready and they have to vet the companies. A lot of these companies are from overseas. And the United Kingdom just recently passed stricter rules because so many people are losing all of their money. And uh, they're gambling on credit. So now they're trying to have stricter rules uh, overseas and so um, this is a concern because these companies are coming to the united states and want to have lax rules so that that they can make lots of money off the people of illinois
1: well this marches forward will they be able to keep kids from gambling
0: i don't believe so someone can set up an account and then the teenager they could get uh... gamble with family or friends and use that or they can find out what their parents pin numbers are and then they could gamble there there's really nothing to really keep them from gambling.
1: What about problem gamblers?
0: This is a concern because when you make gambling so accessible at, at the touch of a phone then problem gamblers are going to have a very difficult time resisting because it's going to be everywhere.
1: I'm already noticing on sports talk radio they talk about the line now. And those kind of things. This is going to change the face of sports, isn't it?
0: Yes, it will. People aren't going to be watching the game for the sport. They're going to be just watching to see if they if they win a bet, and they can bet on plays within the game. So uh, it's really not good for the players. It's not good for for the the gamblers. it it's going to be devastating for our state.
1: So why are they going to do this? I I don't understand. They know that it's going to lead to more problem addictions. And is it a revenue thing? Do they really believe it's going to bring in more revenue than the problems it creates?
0: Not more revenue for the state. They'll get some, but the most revenue is going to go to the gambling companies. So they've given a lot of campaign contributions. They've got a lot of hype. And so that's where the money will go. And they just did a study in the United Kingdom where 80% of the people that bet on sports lose. So it's not a good thing for the people of Illinois.
1: There's a reason why Las Vegas got built. There was a lot of losers.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: So you have to follow the money when it comes to gambling here in Illinois and the campaign contributions.
0: Yes, you do. And it's hard to follow that because they can give other companies, that can give it so like the the speaker or the president senate president can give to their campaigns and so it's hard to follow the money
1: well it's not just sports betting we're concerned about it's also the fact that uh, more casinos may be heading our way and racinos what's in the mix how many casinos are on the table well
0: let's start there There there's six on the table one for chicago and then danville rockford south suburbs southern illinois Waukegan, two racetracks will get casinos, and then they have a brand new racetrack that's trying to open up. They tried it in Tinley Park, Uh, they could not get the land, so now they're trying to reopen Balmoral. But again, that's going to change, require a change of legislation, because the uh, new track is supposed to be in Cook County, and Balmoral is in Will County. So anytime they're gonna bring up changes to the, the law, everybody wants a piece of the, of the pie, so it could be another major expansion or they could stall. I
1: thought the casino law had something to do about placing these casinos in disadvantaged communities. Isn't that the case, like the south suburbs? But certainly Chicago's not a disadvantaged community.
0: No, it's not. And that was only for the first legislation, but these other communities that are getting it They've been trying for, for years to get a casino, so they got in the bill and it didn't matter if they're disadvantaged or not, they're part of the, the bill.
1: They would argue, the proponents of casinos, that for instance racinos, the racetrack casinos are a way to save horse racing. Do you buy that?
0: No. Uh, it doesn't save horse Ninety-five percent of the bets will be on slot machines or, or table games. Very few bets are placed on the horses. So it's just a matter of legislators who are trying to say that they're trying to help horse racing that mainly helps the owners of the tracks.
1: So the argument that uh, you know, these racetracks help the agriculture industry here in Illinois doesn't hold up.
0: No, it does not.
1: Well, what about this uh, so-called racino at uh, Balmoral Park? Mm-hmm. It seems like that's gaining steam.
0: It seems to, to be right, but again, it's going to require a change in law. So um, that's going to be a problem.
1: And if you change the law for Balmoral, it's changed for everybody, right?
0: Right. And also uh, the casinos, the Chicago casino wants lower taxes and uh, other casinos want don't want to have revenue sharing. Uh, what they did, they took pieces of legislation that they've been trying to get through for years, lumped it all in one bill, and then uh, there were problems with, with that legislation. So rather than trying to Hammer out the problems. They just put it all together, and they said they would fix it later.
1: I thought the idea of a racino in Tinley Park was dead, but you're saying it's not.
0: Well, the owner went before the city council and said he still wants to have a racetrack. So it's not dead till it's finally dead. So well,
1: the governor opposes this.
0: He opposed this the site because of the the owner who wants this racetrack. He has a questionable. Um, Interesting because ties with yeah with this business so <laughs> with a bank you know it, it's, it's Illinois and when they start talking about corruption it hits a lot of different places so uh, the one that they're currently on it, it's quite a, a wide spread so it would be a very good time for the gaming board to slow way down and look very carefully into any of these people that that want to be owners of, of any of the new gambling.
1: Now, about that Chicago casino, Mayor Lightfoot wants to change the tax law to make it more of an opportunity for investors. What's the big danger of doing that?
0: Well, the the danger in uh, Chicago is you still have organized crime. And so the way the bill is written, more money is going to go for for law enforcement uh, in Chicago and in Cook County because of, of the more gambling. You have big companies coming in and you know she's just concerned because one report said that uh, she's not sure other other uh, gambling companies would bid on it. But they haven't uh, tried to, to see how much uh, people would bid on it. And this money is supposed to go for the pensions, so if they keep reducing how much money the, the city's going to get then the city's not going to get enough money and the uh, gambling interests they're going to come with so much profit and at the cost of illinois people and that's just not right
1: so the notion that this is going to create a lot of revenue for chicago and to pay pensions of police firefighters and city government workers that might be wishful thinking
0: if they want to lower the taxes they're not going to get the money that they think and and it costs a lot of um, money for law enforcement and social social cost, and they don't consider that when they consider uh, bringing in a new casino. All they're looking at is the possibility of revenue.
1: Well, the legislature cleared the way for these new casinos. Is there anything that we, the public, can do to stop this?
0: People can still voice concerns. Legislation will still be introduced to weaken the the law. The gaming board is still there, and people need to go and, and speak and hold the gaming board accountable. So there are still things that, that can be done.
1: Will lawmakers listen?
0: Sometimes they do, but uh, when people, people come together, and they have to really speak out, and that's, that's been the problem in the past. The money interests are at, in Springfield, and they are shouting with, with their donations. But the public uh, can speak out. You know, they can contact their legislators, especially during, during the, the Christmas season before the, the new legislative session starts. They can talk to them, and uh, they can write letters to the editor. And this is what they have to do, because when the, the public speaks out, when there is an overwhelming voice of the, of the people, then they do listen.
1: Would it be wise to go to a city council meeting and say, trustee, board member, mayor, city manager, hey, I don't want a casino in my community.
0: Yes, that's a very good idea. And also with with video gambling, because they have increased the the number of machines. So you can go to a city council meeting and ask your uh, local officials not to increase the machines, especially if you're in a home rule district. A lot of times there's very few people that go to these city council meetings. So you can get a group of people to come in and and talk to them, that does make a difference.
1: Illinois Church Action has a lot of great information about the gambling issue. Uh, Let's give a website for you folks, and then we want to come back and talk about marijuana. What's the website?
0: It's www.ilcaaap.org.
1: Anita Bedell with Illinois Church Action on alcohol and addiction problems. We're gonna come back and discuss uh, the rollout of marijuana here in Illinois in just a few moments.
2: This is Michael Medved for Town Hall. Despite strong economic growth of recent years, an even more important number tells a much less encouraging story. For three years in a row now, we've suffered an unprecedented decline in life expectancy, with self-inflicted harm striking more Americans in the prime of life. The lead author of a new study for the American Medical Association says the whole country is at a disadvantage compared to other wealthy nations. While people around the world enjoy steady increases in longevity, America has been moving in the wrong direction for the first time in a century experts say prime causes are drug overdoses suicides and alcoholism deaths of despair that inflict a horrible toll despite declining rates of crime and poverty and dramatic improvements in medical care prospective leaders in an election year must confront this threat to our national well-being that prematurely steals spouses parents neighbors and work colleagues from those who need them i'm michael medved
1: Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here. I'm speaking from the Illinois State Capitol Rotunda, joined by Anita Bedell with Illinois Church Action on alcohol and addiction problems. Well, uh, we could be having more addiction problems come January 1, when Illinois officially rolls out legal high-potency marijuana for recreational use, supposedly just for adults.
0: Well, it's for anyone 21 and older, but this is our concern that when you make the marijuana more available, more legal, more acceptable, then the uh, young people don't see the harm. And we're very concerned because, uh, especially the younger you start, the easier it is for them to become addicted. And with marijuana, it can cause a lot of mental health issues.
1: Brain deterioration, et cetera.
0: And schizophrenia, paranoia. So it can be very damaging for the young people.
1: It's my understanding that the stuff that makes you high, the THC content, is very high in the marijuana that they're selling today. At this point in time, there's no limit on the THC content. Am I correct in saying that? I believe so. Will lawmakers take up this issue and discuss the idea of putting limits on THC content in marijuana products?
0: I'm not sure what they're going to do, but uh, they're all set to roll it out January 1st. There, there are going to be problems, and there's supposed to be an education component.
1: Anita, what will that education component consist of? How to roll the papers or what?
0: I, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, it'll, it's going to take them a while to get the education component going. And In the meantime, when people say that the state legalized it, then people think well it must be okay it can't harm you if the state is going to legalize it which is absolutely false and it's very difficult because uh, the, the newspapers aren't reporting about the negative consequences they're just talking about the how much money can be brought in and and how soon it's going to be rolled out
1: well after this comes to fruition how can we protect our families how can we protect our communities from this what do we need to be doing now
0: Well, right now, people can speak out um, to their local officials. Many communities have opted out of marijuana sales, marijuana businesses, and it's still not too late. Um, They can do that through the end of December and then also next year. But if a community does nothing, if someone wants to come with a marijuana business and there's nothing to stop them, if they get licensed, then they will come into your community. So people need to speak out now to local officials cuz they are the ones that can can stop it in your community.
1: So it's easier to take action now than after it's in place.
0: That's correct.
1: Well, let's say a community does open its doors for marijuana shops for the sale of recreational marijuana and they find out it's a train wreck a couple years from now. What can they do after that? Anything?
0: That I'm not sure. But but the problem is a lot of these communities are allowing marijuana sales because they're hoping to get three percent of the revenue. Well, as we've learned with video gambling that got five percent, that's not nearly enough money to pay for law enforcement and the cost. So if a community is just looking at the revenue aspect to sell it, they're they're just absolutely going to be be disappointed because uh, that three percent is not going to be enough to to pay for crime, and social costs.
1: And you, you talk about the social cost in Colorado, for instance, emergency room visits skyrocketed after they legalized marijuana around 2014, and it's attributed to marijuana the, that increase.
0: That's correct Uh, because you have uh, children that are getting into the edible marijuanas because marijuana can take many forms. It can be like gummy bears, candy, brownies, cookies, and children can't tell if there's uh, marijuana in it or not. So if they eat it, then many times they have to go to the the hospital and get treatment. They've already had cases in, in Illinois where some children have have brought brownies or gummy bears to schools and children had to go to the hospital afterwards.
1: If marijuana is essentially unchallenged down the road here in Illinois, what does the landscape of Illinois look like five years from now?
0: Increase in uh, accidents and deaths caused by people driving under the influence of marijuana and alcohol combined. Uh, It's going to look right now in more crime, and it will be Children or teenagers dropping out of school because they're getting high and they don't want to go to school. So homelessness, just a, a lot of social costs that you know could be averted if we had followed the federal law and not legalized marijuana.
1: Is your fear that the federal law will change and go toward legalization?
0: Well, there are bills in Congress right now. Uh, there's a so there's one man who's going to be a candidate to um, for Congress, and that's his whole focus is to legalize marijuana at the federal level. So they're going to keep trying, but that's why you know the states that have it, uh, when, when they do studies and have the results, that will help congressmen.
1: Well, once they've got marijuana firmly in place, what's next? Are we going to see a big push for... Uh, legalization of all drugs here in Illinois.
0: That's their their end goal. Uh, Right now Colorado and I think places in California have legalized psychedelic mushrooms and they want to legalize other drugs too. They don't want any drugs outlawed.
1: Heroin, cocaine? Mm
0: -hmm. That's right. Meth? Yep. All legal? All legal. That's that's their final goal.
1: How do we stop this? How do we stop this insanity?
0: Well it's going to take a lot of prayer and it's going to be people uh, speaking out to their legislators and local officials and educating our children because they don't know the all the uh, bad effects of, of all these drugs.
1: Anita, thank you so much. Tell us more about your organization. If people like to get involved, if they're concerned about marijuana, if they're concerned about gambling and other addiction issues, you guys are a valuable resource.
0: Thank you. They can uh, call us at... 217-546-6871. They can come to our website. It's ilcapilctripleap.org.
1: Thank you so much, you. Anita. God bless you in uh, your ministry. And thank you folks for tuning in. Please support the work of Illinois Family Institute and tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight, For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.